Hey, hey, hello. Dwayne Brunett here with Ali Alvarigo, schoolandertalk.com. Good morning, sir. How are hey. you? Good morning to you as well, Dwayne. Awesome to see you and, uh, you know, talk to you and be with you and spend some real time. So what's, what's going on? How you been? Everything mentally, spiritually? How you feeling? Uh, you know what? I am, um, I, I'm good. I, I'm not, yeah. uh, super excited. I'm not super depressed. I am, but I don't want to use the word melancholy either because I don't think that describes how I am. You know, I'm just, I'm just taking action. I'm just doing one step at a time, taking action, uh, moving forward. I, I, I've had an opportunity to, uh, rebuild some, uh, of, of our website. I've had some opportunities to, uh, build another site that, um, you know, our, uh, our, our Cobra program, you know, to, uh, to build that site out. I mean, they give us a site, but, um, I, 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 I wanted something a little bit, you know, in line with what they'll accept, but a little bit different. And so, you know, and, well, I guess we can talk about this because this will probably answer a few of the questions. But, you know, I've got two rooms, and, and I'm just looking at really how can I maximize the, the, the space and make money everywhere, if that makes sense. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. I mean, we've talked about that in calls prior where so much of our real estate is wasted. You know, like on, on a regular basis, we, we're probably paying for real estate 24-7, well, not probably, we are, and we're using it maybe 12-4 or 12-5, right, 12, 12 hours right. a day, five days a week. And there's so many ways to really potentially re-rent that out or lease it to other people or use it for other activities or start new programs, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, that's something to think about for school owners. In my one school, um, I used to, it was it was all my martial art dojo. I owned the building. I had uh, one, two, three training rooms with a private little area for. It's a gorgeous building. It's kind of in this kind of remote, woody kind of area, and um, I, I had three main floors, so we could the class was too big. We split them. Sometimes when enrollment was hopping and popping, we would have classes on the quarter hour so that they were divided up. But since then, I decided to kind of condense class size and condense classes down, and now I have uh, those two rooms rented. So every month, I have um, one laser photographer, very, very minimal time there. She does shoots for babies and all sorts of stuff. And then another one is a little toddler gymnastic room. And uh, she brings in tons of kids to my school, which is awesome. And they all go, hey, what do you do? You do karate? You know, so it's a great filler. But, I mean, I'm bringing in. Seven fifty five ten about about thirteen hundred dollars a month, which almost almost pays for my absorbent taxes that I have. You know, my my building taxes in Long Island on that one building are twenty six thousand a year. Mm. It's insane. And the insurance, I just got a quote this year, fifty eight hundred dollars. I'm like, I'm working just to pay my insurance and my taxes. Like most people, that's what they're making for a living. And I'm just killing myself just to stay afloat to pay those taxes to survive. So sometimes people say, is it worth it buying real estate? If it's not, there's so many different you know, philosophies on that. And we're not going to get into that now. But, but yeah, but you could rent, right? That's something that you could be doing. You could maybe rent out. You did, didn't you do that at one point? You had a church that would come in on Sundays or something and rent the spot. I did, yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> Well, so, uh, I know so I, today we, 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 no, go ahead. 
No, no, I was going to say, uh, I know you did some major renovations recently, too, on your school, right? Yeah, we did. We're not actually completely finished because the uh, benches that we'll be installing, hopefully by Friday, uh, are, are being stained and restained and, you know, stuff like like that right now. So um, cool. my, my uh, viewing area, actually, this, I don't know if you remember, the front room uh, had, like, the walls on two sides, so an L shape, were, were pegboard. So they weren't actually drywall. Right. And so right. we uh, tore that tore those off and then uh, hired somebody to come in and put the drywall up. Uh, and then uh, my wife and I actually came in and uh, painted all of it. And then um, the benches are being made by my head instructor, uh, Mr. Bean. He does woodworking. And so uh, we I bought the the supplies and then, you know, rather than him, because he works a 40-hour work week for us. Right. So part of part of his work time is he's doing the benches, and the other he comes in and yeah. teaches the classes. So he's not doing – like cool. I've assumed some of his responsibilities that he normally yeah. would do, you know. And That's so – but then I'm not paying somebody else to, uh, to, to make things, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've always pulled my talent, right? Like people who you have that teach, maybe they're – I had one who was a mason and one who was this or one who was a carpenter. And I said, hey, can, you know, for some of your hours, in lieu of those hours, can you help me with this project? I'd rather give you the extra hours versus paying so, – or I'm paying you already for your time. Let's just switch, you, you know, whatever you're doing to this. And that's awesome. So cool. So, yeah, you were going to say before what we were, our topic was. So we were, our topic of the week, we said – yeah, okay. this is a, this is a live Q and A uh, question and answer session. You know, COVID Q and A, if you will. And I know that we've had individuals that have submitted their questions so that we can answer them. Um, and I just want to, you know, inform everybody that while we are on, you know, while we're live, if you have any any additional questions that we're not answering uh, or that weren't asked, feel free to do that in the thread here. You know, in Facebook. Uh, as we do our our, uh, our podcast today, because we'd be, we would be happy to answer any additional questions that you have yeah. with regards to um, you know what's going on in our school, from virtual to to you know just this whole situation really. Yeah, and um, and also afterwards, we I monitor it, you monitor the pages. So if you don't, you're not on it live, but you want to write the question in, I usually take a look and try to go through it and uh, and you know answer any your questions so you're better so, you're better at that than i am so yeah i try to i try to um you know i try to stay on top of the things you know the weird thing though lately about facebook is um gus lopez and i did a call the other day and he was telling me he's like you know facebook now monitors interaction so if a post doesn't get any interaction they the post doesn't get submitted to your audience right so it, they'll they'll test market your post, and if there's no interaction, they don't send it out to the to the rest of the audience. Now I don't know how true this is exactly how he explained it to me, but I have found that, um, for example, the other day I posted on Facebook, and uh, it was about an outdoor training session that we're doing, um, and I posted it, and and then I sent an email and a text message, and then I then I had other people that saw the post telling the other students that we were doing this. And they're like, I never saw the post. So I literally went on Facebook onto my own page where I posted it, and I could not see my post. And then I asked Nicole to go on, and she could see the post because she liked it. So um, I started asking all my Facebook 
followers to engage with not a like or a, or a heart, but just the word, you know, even if like read it or got it or excellent. And then, and I noticed that the, the more people that did that, the more wider the reach became. And now I have a private group similar to what we have right here, but I had a private group and, um, Everyone in that group is like, you know, all my active training students, they're the ones that should, anytime I post, they should get a notification, I thought at least. However, 90% of them said, I never saw this post, it didn't show up on my feed, it's not showing up on the page when I go there. So it's an interesting thing, which I'm getting nervous about relying on Facebook for communication now. Yeah. So, you know, of course, and here's another thing, I sent out text messages the other day, and, and my major network, T-Mobile, was was shut down for the day, this outage. Yes. So none of my text messages went out. And then they didn't, like when it came back on, they didn't go back out. They just didn't go out and never went out, which was, I thought, was the oddest thing, because people said, I never got your text. So well, um, I heard that T-Mobile yeah. and Sprint are merging. Is that what I heard? It might be, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I saved the fortune going to T-Mobile, by the way. I switched over and went from AT&T, and Nicole had Verizon. And we were, together, we were paying about 380 bucks, $400 a month, because she had a plan, I had a plan. And then we just condensed them all down. It's like 120 bucks a month. And I had my, I had my daughter, uh, one of my black belts. I paid for his cell phone, um, you know, one of the, the head instructor at my school. So it's literally, it saved him 100 and something bucks, too, because I pay only $20 for it as a package. Yep. So I was able to move yep. this number over. Well, let me jump into the first question. You can maybe well, start off. I was just going to so, quickly. I was going to oh. quickly tell you uh, one thing that that because um, I don't rely on Facebook for anything except you know uh, the ads to lead generate. Um, okay. So when we do a communication, especially during this time, uh, I've been doing a blog post along okay. with it. So the email. Uh, matches the blog post, uh, the text, you can't put a lot in there, obviously. Um, yeah. And then I do a YouTube video. Yeah, you're great at that. You do great YouTube videos. If they could only take our brains and dissect them together and all of our strengths, we'd be superhuman, right? Like, it's it's crazy because you, you do some great walkthrough videos, you're well-spoken, and, you know, uh, you're a good public speaker, and I know you don't like when I say well-spoken. It almost assumes like people aren't well-spoken, but I mean like you know, not everyone can speak in public and and be comfortable with talking on sure. camera. You just have that knack about you, so that's pretty pretty awesome. But yeah, so do you? Of course, we use Spark, so we have texting, we have emailing, right? Then we have the app, so which I love because you know I can text people on the, the push app notification. Free. Yeah. Yeah. Push notifications on the app. People communicate with me. However, I, I, I the only thing I don't like is because the parents have it and then their kids have it as well. So the kids get the notification on their phone. So I get these funny little emails like, wow, that's, that's a lot of clashes, you know, and like, uh, how's everything going, bro? And I'm like, do you know this is she on you're talking to? Right? Like they, they forget that they're talking and they just think it's a social media thing, uh, the, the younger teenagers. But, um, but yeah, the app is. I've not had that problem. Oh, no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get that all the time. Even on Zoom, I have kids that will run up to the computer and type in a comment, and the comment will be something funny and weird, like, you know, wow, this is still in my leg. Does anybody else's butt hurt? You know, like, and they're kids. You know, they're like 10, 11. They're making, they're making jokes. Some of them are quite funny, though. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so, you know, we do it through that as well. But just the other day, I did everything. This is my, my what I call my communication network, email, 
text message app, Facebook pages, my open pages, I didn't talk about the outdoor training, but I said we have a special training, check your email. Then the private Facebook page, that was another one. So, I mean, I had four to five different ways to communicate, and I still got a ton of people saying, I never I never got anything. And I'm going, like, what the heck is going on? What a, what's If I can't communicate when I'm communicating, then what? Like, what's the next step? You go into everybody's house and mm-hmm. knocking on the door and leaving a notice? Like, it's just a pain in the neck, technology. At right. The, the, the problem is everybody likes to communicate on their favorite medium. That's, that's the right. problem. So uh, right. you've got – I have some people that will – and you, I know I'm sure this is the case with you. I have some people that will um, uh, email me. I'll have others yeah. that will text. Okay. Uh, I still yeah. have a few that make phone calls. Not many, yeah. but a few. And then others will uh, Facebook message me on my right personal. I get and that's another one, yeah. Also the the business one, and then right. um, uh, the 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 app, you know. The, and I've trained right. people through this virus uh, and this shutdown that the app is the the premier way to get a hold of us. And the reason I did that is because it doesn't cost us any money to send yeah. out those notifications back and forth. It's free. Yeah. And so the bulk of our conversations with yeah. our current clients are happening via the app, which is uh, beautiful, you know, with regards to money. Right, right, exactly. And, um, and and it's so cool because, you know, with the app, I mean, I I put, posted my online store where they could check out and buy gear. So they go on the app and they're like buying stuff. I'm like, I, I, this is amazing. You know, I just love the technology of it. It's it's amazing. So let me let me jump into one of our questions. Maybe you can start and I'll add in. Um, first question was, uh, and by the way, I posted this on all the different forums. So I went by and I extracted people who had questions. It wasn't a ton of questions, but we have three good ones that came up. Um, the first one was, what are some of the ways you're getting those students that haven't come back to come back? It's been slow, especially with the kids, which is kind of a running theme I'm hearing. And I understand the kids are coming in because parents are nervous, but what, you know, but people are saying adult enrollment is, is there, and adults are coming in to join. That's what I read on all the threads of martial arts schools. They're like, wow, we're getting a lot of adults to sign up. So what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Boy, I wish I had an answer. Uh, I, you know, I barely have 10% of my population coming back and doing classes. Um, I'm mostly a kid's school, so maybe that's part of the problem. You know, I'm um, probably 93% kids, you know, so right. maybe that's part of the problem. Uh, I don't know if we're doing a great job engaging enough. I, I, I honestly don't know. We are doing another virtual scavenger hunt this Friday, but, I, you know, I don't even have uh, – you know, 20 people signed up for that yet, and that's going to be right. this Friday. So in, in as much as I thought that I was going to do something to engage with them, yeah, I was going to be over the computer again. I don't know that I'm going to get the same turnout, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess, and, and again, I, I think, unfortunately, timing is everything, right? <clears throat> so we happen to come out of this quarantine right in the peak of summer. So for all the schools that the weather, other than Australia and other countries that maybe they're in their winter now, um, we're coming out of it in what we consider our lowest attendance time of the year anyway, right? So, right. And I find, I find what's just an interesting dynamic, and this kind of happened five years ago, 
more people were going away locally on vacations than they were going away on these exotic trips to, you know, cruises and Disney and all. So they said that RVs, campgrounds, and hotels in the local area are literally sold out. Like, we have Lake George upstate New York by us, which is breathtakingly gorgeous. But they said, like, they're booked up to the end of the fall. Because people now are going to take that five-hour drive to Lake George and rent a beautiful hotel and go spend time there versus jumping in a plane and going to, you know, another state. So I think that a lot of that's going to detract from our actual attendance. I do believe that the wave of people will start to come back towards the school year, you know. And um, But at the same time, it's going to be like we talked about the other day where it's like you turn on the spigot and we hope that all the water came pouring out like in full flow, you know, uh, you know, full gallons per minute, but it's more like trickles, you know, and that's where we have to do it. So so I, I have one suggestion, and I'm going to do this more so, and, and – Scavenger hunts big, but check this out. Um, I just thought I, I get a lot of things with uh, rock bands, and you know that my favorite band is Striper. In fact, right behind me, let me see if I can get it on the camera. Right up there is the guitar. Michael Sweet, the lead singer of Striper, owned and he toured with Boston. Um, but uh, they're doing a band virtual Zoom meet and greet, and and at the you know. There's going to be 10 or 15 people. It's $100 per person, $4 for every additional person. And you get to hang out with the band for an hour, and then they take you in the break rooms, and you get to talk to different members. And then at the end, the band does an acoustic song. So that's a cool idea, right? And then the other cool idea is Sebastian Maniscalco. You know who that is, the comedian? He's absolutely hysterical. If you haven't seen him, oh, yeah, watch yeah. him on YouTube. He's doing a thing for 200 bucks for charity, and um, it's a virtual Sunday night dinner with Sebastian Maniscalco, where his, he has a chef from L.A. When you sign up, they mail you the box of food with a, a thing of wine, um, and they have a whole menu. Most of it I can't eat because I'm a vegan, but, you know, a lot of it I'm going to try to work. And then they have the chef cook with you, and Sebastian Maniscalco is there cracking jokes and hanging with you, and then you then you all eat together, and he makes jokes, and you talk, and, like, you're sitting at – it's called the dinner table. Um, so there's so many ways to interact with our students, and I think they're where, and the reason why I bring this up is because, one, I love hanging out with people that I could never have the chance to hang out with. I can talk and get to know people that I've been watching on TV. Um, but but um, what are we doing that's unique? Yes, we did the scavenger hunt. That's fun. Yes, we, you know, we did bingo night. That's fun. Some people did gaming night where they played games. We did a virtual pet show. But what it, remember when we were doing special events in-house, like, you know, uh, Nerf Wars, and after they've done three or four of those, they're like, yeah, I've been there, done that. What's the next smart idea that we could come up with? And I don't think that we're thinking out of the box enough mm -hmm. to, to do those engaging events. So something that we should consider, like I thought to, to Nicole, I said, imagine if we did sushi night, and I called my local sushi restaurant and worked out a menu, and for 100 bucks they get, you know, X amount sent to them. And then we sit around the table and we discuss martial arts or we watch apart from a Bruce Lee movie together online, like something, something like that. Or they, or they ask questions about your history and the style. And we just talk while we're eating sushi. Everyone's just hanging out, families together and, and that bonding event, even when, and that's something that we probably would have never done anyway. So, and then maybe do it to raise money for charity, maybe for the mm -hmm. parents that have lost their jobs that can't, you know, afford to bring their kids back. Maybe we raise money and say, hey, you're sponsored. Just a thought. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that that's pretty neat. I mean, it could even it could even be as simple as a pizza 
uh, pizza yeah. night, you know, so it's not as complicated and maybe not as, as, as expensive, but you know what right. I mean? Right. And, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe we send the pizza kit out. Everyone signs up ahead of time. It's, it costs 25 bucks or 20 bucks and they get the pizza kit and it gets delivered to their house on Thursday, Friday night. We all have our pizzas going in our kitchen, you know, and, and, and then we put them in the oven and we sit and chat, you know, it takes, what does it take 15 minutes, not even 10 minutes to cook the pizza. And then everyone shows their pizza, similar to like all the kids with my virtual pet show. I know it's not martial arts. Like I know that I would have been rolling over and upset about this 20 years ago on a pet show. Like this is a karate school, ninjutsu school. Right. We kick butt. We don't do pet shows, right? But um, so so thinking about that concept is, uh, you know, that's a great idea. And then you just hang out, and maybe you you somehow find a way to turn the martial arts into it. Like maybe you know. Uh, history night or culture night or questions and answers about the system and like we're doing now people submit their questions and their and their thoughts and and they get to learn and you get to connect and that's just another thing and by the way this could be done way after we're back in action right oh yeah i mean that some of those things could still be done uh later on anyways absolutely but yeah uh i i actually i i thought about this a month ago um but my, my wife said, what does this have to do with, um, you know, a martial arts school? But I actually did think about doing um, Saturday night uh, dinners with uh, with Mr. Brummett. So I would yeah. uh, give you – I would send you uh, in advance, you know, three or four days in advance, the, the, the uh, ingredients that you would need, and we would do right. a, a, a dinner and then also a dessert. And – Right. Uh, I, I, but my wife was like, you know, there's, and, and part of it was there was already people in, there's already people across the United States that are doing that. But then right. there was a, a chef that lives in our town. He works for Wolfgang Puck and, uh, his wife wow. owns a, um, owns a <laughs> dance studio here in town and they were doing cooking. And I said, yeah, but they're, they're doing it with the people that they know. I, we would be doing it with people that we, you know, that we know. It wouldn't be the same people, right. and we're not trying to duplicate what he's doing. I mean, I'm not getting on there and saying I'm I'm Chef Boyar, what any anything, right? You know, I it's just time to to hang out with me. I get to hang out with you. Uh, I, I there was a um, what was it? There was a uh, oh, oh, it was a chili dog uh, pizza. I've never heard of oh, okay. a chili dog pizza before. Yeah. And I thought, one, that would be super easy to make. But then, two, how many people have heard of a chili dog pizza, right? Right. Like, right. I was just, yeah. just, you know, just some Well, that's a great stuff. idea. And listen, I, I had the same idea about me because I'm a vegan and I do vegan ninja chef. I have a page. I shoot videos. But I mentioned that to Nicole and she's like, eh, you know, people want to eat what you eat. Like, you know, like, but I, well, in regards to your wife saying, like, why would they want to do that with you? Um, because you're special to them, you know, and you're their sensei, you're their instructor. They look up to you. Be, look, I went, when I would go to Japan, a portion of the time was hardcore training, and then a portion of the real thing was I could get to spend time with my teacher, Tanimura sensei. Right. Japan. We would bike ride together. Like, he'd go, hey, want to go for a bike ride? You know, and I once heard one of the instructors go, now nah, pass. I don't really like riding bikes. Like, I'm like, what? You'll pass. Like when Sensei asks you if you want to do a bike ride, you, you even if you don't ride the bike, you run with it. You know, like I was 
in awe of spending any time with him. Sometimes, like, after training, we do shuriken and knife throwing and spike throwing on Sunday nights. Afterwards, we clean up, close up, and then he'd pull out this big table, and his wife would bring out a big pot of green tea, and he'd have these little candies, and he called it bufu. Bufu means um, wind and martial wind, like talking about martial arts, right? Speaking of the arts and the history of the arts, and we would sit and literally, Sensei would write stuff on napkins, and I'd I have collections of napkins that he had written on, like history and lineage. But I don't know how many of our students would like that. But if it's a fun night, just a family get-together, parents get to know you, they get to see what you're like, you know. Anyway, it's a good idea. So that's that's one idea on bringing people together. The other thing, do you want to add to this? Okay. The other thing I was going to say is we have to shake the bushes, right? We have to go and look at our population. These 30 people are training. So we don't really have to do much with them other than continually give them praise. Now we have to look at the other 200 and whatever that are in training, and we have to do whatever we can to nurture them to train. Personal meetings, like I've been doing a lot of one-on-ones because parents are saying, well, they're getting frustrated doing the Zoom classes. They're, they're, they're not following along. They, you know, they're not, their attention isn't there because they've already had, I signed them up because they have ADD or ADHD or they're too little. So we've been doing these one-on-one private and, and, you know, only for like 15, 20 minutes. And believe it or not, that 15, 20 minutes, parents are raving over it. I know you're doing privates as well, but we have to, you know, we've always been told, send out we miss you cards, do we miss you calls, make sure that we're keeping them involved or else if they don't go for a while without training, they're eventually going to quit. So we have to dig back into those things and we have to put that time and effort. I can't tell you how many school owners I talk to that are like, now, that's a lot of work. I'm like, hey, this is how you stay in business. The nature of the business is to keep your clients engaged. Yeah, and I'll tell you, um, now, because so, so, again, we, we use Spark um, for our running our schools. The I never, ever, up until this point, never used rosters. And even even right. uh, prior to... Um, prior to the uh, the whole virtual thing, I you know, I, I did, uh, didn't have the, 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 the rosters. And then so we had to create right. these rosters, which wasn't a problem. <laughs> but anyways, going into that now, you know, we have, because we, we used to have an iPad, and we still have it. We just don't use yeah. it. There's an iPad on the wall that they would come in and check themselves in. Of course, right, we don't want right. them touching that. So in the rosters, we can actually check them in, Right. Right. Yeah, so, you know, I can look and see, okay, this is how many people are, you know, all these individuals are coming today to this physical class. Yeah. And then if I switch, I can see the yeah. individuals are coming to the virtual class. Well, um, I created, because, uh, uh, you know, with our SMS system, we can create replies. Right. So I created two replies, one for A day, meaning our Monday and Tuesday classes, and the other one for our B day, Wednesday and Thursday classes. And so now I'm having the instructors at the end of the class, because we actually, they're not back-to-back. We have about a, you know, 10, 15-minute window in between these classes now, uh, whether it's virtual or whether it's physical. And so they're going in, and they're seeing uh, uh, who did not show up, you know, because they're, right, the the virtual ones are are automatically getting checked because the system does it. Right. We have to physically check the ones that are coming in physically. Yeah. But who's ever left they're clicking on their their uh, info, you know, in the roster, opening up their profile, going to their the SMS piece in their profile, and sending them, hey, we missed you in class tonight, and then whatever yeah. else I'd put in there. You know, part of it is, I uh, hope everything's okay. Please make a private lesson. Right. Uh, here's the link. 
you know, that type of thing. Yeah, and, and by um, the way, so rather than waiting all the way until Friday to do our MAA, right. MIA calls, we're doing them immediately. Yeah, you could set that as an automation as well, where they, when they have we miss yous, right, uh, and you'll send out a text message or whatever sequence you want to trigger, um, and you could on there, you could slide the dial to how many days you want it to respond. So I have it set at 10. Every 10 classes, if they haven't trained, they get an SMS. But now you could go every two days. Like, so if they haven't trained in two days, boom, it sends them a message saying, you know, we miss yeah. you. My problem with that is that if somebody has already told me, because opening up their profile, I can see, like, you know, uh, in right. the profile, you can see, uh, and you can actually put a person on vacation. Uh, in the yes. profile. So I can look and yes. go, oh, they're on vacation. That's why they're not here. You know what I mean? Right. So then I don't send the SMS. But the system, if you do what you're talking about, it will send it anyways. It doesn't right. know that you've already been in contact with that person. And, like, I close for a whole week, uh, two weeks from now. And so it right. would be sending it out. Uh, right, you right. Know what I mean? And I had that so problem. So that's why I don't use that. Yeah, I had that problem, and I had to go in and shut it off because people were going. It was saying, "Where are you?" And they're going, "But you've been closed." Like, what do you mean, where? Are like, we, you know, we came to the, you know, it was a big confusion, so I had to shut it off. But um, yeah, so so we have to get back to that listen engagement. One of my clients in Australia, um, he's back to about ninety percent of his enrollment, but he said he's been making tons of phone calls, just personally as the owner. Hey, it's it's Sensei so and so, um, you know. I just wanted to know what you're doing. And then he's hearing the, the many different situations because we're assuming, and, and, and I want the audience to hear this, um, we're assuming that we opened up so they're coming back. We're forgetting that there are such various amounts of reasons why they may or may not, who, who got sick, who possibly died, God forbid, um, you know, um, whose family is still frontline workers and they're still dealing with all this crazy worldly stuff that's going on with, you know, picketing and blah, 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 you know, so like they may be so involved in all of this stuff. And, and, and lastly, you know, we don't know what their job situation is. Have they been out of work for the last three months? So can they come back? And a lot of people are very humble. Like, you know, I find it to be a little bit genuine, but struggling because they're like, I, I don't want to do the classes because I haven't been paying, you know, and I'm like, it's okay. I, I'm not, I don't mind that. Let's just chat. So you have to have those conversations, and the only way you get through that is by reaching out personally and actually talking to those people. Does that make sense? No, that I mean that makes perfect sense, and and yeah. um, it, but that is manual labor. That is, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but you know what? Um, I, I read a funny article the other day, and it said like everyone's offended. Like everyone gets offended over everything these days. You ever see the comedy routines? This guy from Scotland. He talks about being offended. It's the funniest thing ever when he goes, I'm offended by boy bands. He goes, every time they're on the TV, I'm offended. I call up the local police department. I'm like, they're on TV again, those boy bands. Like, he goes, why is everyone offended over everything? But, but that's the, the point of the matter is, is that people are upset. So you, you got to really be careful. Um, and, that, you know, you got to watch how you talk to them. And the only way to do that is by having these personal conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And, right. and you can't gauge things through a text or, and or email or, or push notification. No. I mean, you just can't gauge those things. And so making that physical, personal touch with that phone call is, is vitally important. Well, I, I, just on that topic, if I could add to that, I had a woman who's a great client. She's a great mom. Um, she's actually Haitian, and uh, I believe she's from 
France. So her vocabulary is different. It's not like she doesn't understand English because she's fully, you know, uh, fully English, speaks English. Um, but wording that's used to some people sometimes is offensive to others. So she wrote to me, I can't get on, the link doesn't work. And I said, well, what's confusing you so that I can help you? And she said, she wrote, that was the most degrading and, and, and uh, demeaning email you could have ever said. I'm not confused. I just can't get on. And I said, no, ma'am, I'm not saying you're confused. I'm saying what was confusing you so you could tell me what it was so I could tell you what to do. Well, listen, she didn't. She hasn't talked to me since. It's been mm -hmm. a month and a half, two months I've sent her text. Her kid's still training. Um, just the other day she called up because of credit card. You know, so maybe I thought two months and she's pissed at me. Maybe it's just been two months that she's been busy that she hasn't reached out to me. And I'm still holding on to that one little conversation that probably went over her head and it didn't, she didn't even bother her. But it was the wording. So we have to be careful on our written words, how we explain things. Because even if I say, go to that link, and people are like, what link? And I'm like, the, the link is right there. Oh, that's a link? Like, they didn't know it was a link. Like, you know, so there's so many things that you have to be careful with. So anyway, I think that, number one, going back to that question, shaking the bushes, reaching out, calling, um, emailing, texting, and making that personal contact to try to get them back in slowly or set a plan of action. And at least find out what their thoughts are. You know, you know listen, Shiana, um, I'm still nervous about this virus. I don't want my kids to come out of the house. Okay, I got it. I, let's do the virtual. Yeah, but they don't like virtual. Okay, so let's do one-on-one. -on -one. You know, like you got to nurture your people back in. you got to work as hard as you ever did, ten times harder now than you did when your school was up and running and just flowing naturally, right? And then the second thing is, you know, making sure that you're doing these special events and try to find a twist. Don't be that boring guy who's just doing what – it seems like school owners just keep it in the box all the time. Like your your wife said to you, like, why would they want to hang out with you? But I would want to hang out with you and spend time with you. Your students absolutely would. Our our spouses look at us and go, they're our spouses. They're not as interesting as, but they're not our students. They don't look at us in reverence or, or look up to us, you know, the, the spouses. So they don't get the connection. But, I mean, I think your students would love to spend time with you, make a meal, hang out, and all that stuff. So how do we do that out of the box kind of events with Zoom or in the dojo or barbecue outside, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so many other ways to re-engage your clientele, right? So that's just on that one question. So how about, and this kind of the second question was a little bit similar, like what can we do to rebuild morale? Any ideas, events, motivation? I think we just kind of gave a few of those things. But what do you think about morale? Like what, what you're a leader. You're a religious man as well. You know, you're, you know, you always sending out memes with biblical quotes, and you're very spiritual in, in regards to that. What do you think of what you could do as a leader to uplift morale in general? Uh, well, I continue to do what, what we are doing, you know, with regards to the, the blog posting and, and uh, you know, Facebook posts and those type of things. Um, the, the messages that, you know, I send out via all those mediums, but I think most importantly the videos because then they can actually see my, um, you know, they can hear my tone, they can see my facial features and, yeah. and just, you know, the angst or the excitement or whatever it is. Right. Um, you know, I think all those things are, 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 are vitally important for the morale. I, I think we need to retell them how important martial arts and you know like if we're just talking about us how important tristar martial arts was to them prior to right. this 
especially right. during it and what it will be yeah. for them even after this. And so telling that story uh, with regards to, you, you know, uh, you know, I'm proud of you for, uh, you know, enduring. And that's like with the, I don't have the T-shirt on, but the, the T-shirt that I showed you before, you know, that's why we created the T-shirt where it was, right. you know, it's TriStar Karate right. Strong. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 so I think that helps set the tone for this summer yeah. anyways. It's our summer T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and everybody knows what that means. You know, tell, you don't have to right. tell that story over and over again, but they nope. know what that means along, alongside of that. So I think those things are going to be important. Um, you know, we, we, we as human beings easily forget, like, yeah, what we've done, what we've been through. Um, and, and, and if it isn't written down, I mean, over time, things get distorted too, where your, your memory starts to play uh yeah. you know games with you and you know you think of about course. how many stories have you told about this x situation and when you first told it you know it really was uh you know a squirrel that you shot <laughs> you right. know but but you know by the time a few years go by you know it was uh you know it was four squirrels that were attacking you you know, right. you know you, or, you or, just, or a lion yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, so I think I think some of that is important so that they understand the um, or the buy-in that they understand that you know this was the only thing besides their family. This was the only thing that was normal. This was the thing that was still there for them uh, prior right. to, during, and then even after. Right. Absolutely, dude. Does yeah, that no, sense? that's no doubt. It totally does. I mean, I hate to say it, but you have to toot your own horn. You have to remind people of your importance because the longer the time goes by that they're not training and they're not engaging, they're going to forget. They're going to, you know, now their their routine is going to change to, you know, 5 p.m. walks in the neighborhood. And they're going to go, yeah, let's, this is, we're still getting activity. You know, my son is getting, he lost more weight than ever. Why bother paying 170 bucks a month? Um, you know, and he wasn't doing well anyway. And you go like, but you know, you could tell them, don't you remember when this was a kid was holding on your leg and wouldn't come off you and now he's leading a class? But people only remember what is the closest thing to that memory, right? You know, the shortest amount of time span. Um, and even Ooh, if hey, they do remember the other stuff, they, they probably wouldn't care. I, I, I don't know if this is this. I, I just thought of this. And I don't know if it's a good idea or not. But what about uh, doing a... I don't want to say an essay contest, but some sort of uh, contest. And I don't want to say the best. Maybe everybody's a winner. Um, and, and don't throw me in that category that everybody's a winner. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, your, um, your, 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 your quarantine moments. So it could be an essay. Right. It could be a video compilation. It could be, yeah. um, you know, and, and then say, hey, what – what is it uh, with regards to the most memorable things about this quarantine time yeah. and submit it. And, you know, uh, those, or, those or, of you that submit it will get X, Y, Z. Go ahead. Or what about what your martial arts taught you that helped you through the quarantine? There you go. Right. Like, yeah. Like what lessons have you taken out down. of your martial arts that you use for your to get you through this quarantine. In fact, it's funny that you say that because I, I did that just recently um, where I posted just to gauge posts. And I believe I, um, 
I believe I got a very small amount of people, but it's trickling in now. Um, uh, let's just see. And, and I asked people that very question. Um, and, and here's some of the quick answers. And when I find it, where it was, uh, um, but anyway, before, as I look for it, I'll, uh, I'll let you know once I find it. Oh, here on the negative. Okay. Yeah, here it is. My question was, um, just curious, parents and students, what has been the worst thing about the COVID-19 shutdown and quarantine? And then what have you discovered or remembered or started to do since the quarantine that you love and you'll keep doing long after? What are the positives? Please post some of the answers. And I got, I got a bunch of comments, not a ton, though, but one of them was uh, from a student who's a, his, his daughter's a black belt, and he started training afterwards, so he's like a blue belt. He wrote, hey, Shion, positively, I'm gaining four hours a day. In fact, he would drive to the city or take the train to Manhattan every day. So I'm gaining, gaining four hours back a day that I can spend with my family. And that has been awesome. I'm walking the dog more, having time to cook more, mostly just getting back time that I never had. Negatively, I miss my friends and my family and, of course, the dojo being closed. Um, and then another mom wrote, uh, good morning, Xi'an. On the negative, the social isolation, and by the way, some of these comments are pretty powerful and, and, and it's kind of cool. The social isolation has been difficult for the kids, and they've spent far too much time on devices, even though that's been the only means for socialization with friends and family. Positively, though, we have become closer as a family. I've watched my children laughing and playing through tough times, trying to teach them appreciation for the little things. And lastly, my children and husband have come to see me as a hero. She's a front line. She's a nurse. Um, uh, watching me every day get up and go to the ICU as a nurse's manager to fight this COVID war around the country. So it's little things like that. So that might be a, a great contest to do and talk about it and, and post at least at minimum post that and get engagement and ask well, us more to help them with. Yeah, I'm thinking for our leadership members and our storm team members, we make it that that's what because we have uh, lessons uh, and they're already developed uh, every three months. And maybe this this is a, an additional lesson that uh, all leadership uh, and storm team members have to do. They have to write an essay uh, on it. And maybe it's just a 300 word yeah. essay or something. But that's you know. awesome. Yeah. Great idea. <laughs> cool. See, so we're coming up with some good stuff for from answers. So let's see what else we have. What was another question? Um so another question was, and this is a big one that has a few pieces. Um, our biggest obstacle I can see so far is outreach to bring in new people. <clears throat> Traditional advertising is dead. Social media only goes so far. Word of mouth is the best, but finding new mouths to share what we're doing will prove to be more difficult. Um, I'd like to hear some ideas if you're doing anything original. <laughs> Trying to find it a little bit of a negative question. Um, but at the same well, time, it's a, it's a good one, though. I, yeah, I will say that our, you know, our Facebook ads were rocking at the beginning of this with the virtual training. Um, right. They have since, they have since, like, died. And right. um, we, I, I talked to Gus. Actually, he reached out to me before I even got to him, which was nice because he's obviously right. monitoring it. But yeah. um, he, uh we, we discussed a couple of things, and I came up with a new uh, offer. So rather than a two-week free, it's a, it's a summer offer. It's a one-month free offer. You know, I'd like to do right. two weeks because I want to turn around a little bit quicker and get more money, uh, you know, get money quicker. But if, if, if one month of 
activity in the summer is going to, to bring me more people and more opportunities than I'm willing to do that because the money isn't there anyways. So I might as well, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So we're switching it to a one month, uh, one month free and still offering virtual if you're not comfortable coming in to, uh, right. to the studio. I will tell you that the majority of people that I do have on trial um, are coming in as opposed to doing it virtually anyways. So that, yeah. that's, that's a plus. Um, I have, let's see, uh, only, let's see, one, two, three, four people on, on trial right now that are physical. Okay. So that's great. Which isn't a lot. But, you know, no, one hey, of them is a sibling. Hey, listen. So I think they'll, if they like it, they'll join. But um, so I say all that because, one, the, the traditional advertising is dead to a certain degree. Even, right. you know, uh, uh, I, Facebook is slowing down right now. But I think also it's a summer thing, too. And it goes back to what you had already stated. People are wanting to be out. They don't want to, you know, I had a right. conversation with a parent, and, and she's like, you know what, I think we're going to go ahead and just take the summer off. Uh, he was right. already discouraged with the virtual yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I said, you know, the problem with that is you take the summer off, you're not coming back. Yeah, I always say break equals quit. Yeah. And I said, look, it's just, it's statistical, it's going to happen. I said, you really, do you really want him to, to be done? And she said, I right. don't. I said, and she goes, but I'm not willing to give up my, my nights now. We, I know what that feels like to have yeah. all my, family home and I said well you yeah. know we have morning classes right she goes oh you do I said yeah yeah oh so now she's sending them in the morning and but right. listen if we not <clears throat> had that call if we didn't have if everything was a freaking text or a, a, a an email we we can't have that dialogue to right, overcome right. those objections those that only happens yeah. face to face or or over the phone and and and, and that only right. happens in real time like that so right. that's one Second is I, I think we need to do a creative rebuilding campaign with our own clients, the ones that have stuck with us, I think would help us advertise. But it needs to be a, uh, you know, like help us rebuild type campaign, but doesn't sound desperate. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. I had a conversation with a mom who actually it's kind of sad because she was my student when she was three, and now her five-year-old trains with me, and she's in her 30s, right? So just goes to show how long I, I've been open. But um, she said to me, I hope the Dodger's doing well. And I said, to be honest, at the school she goes to, I said, we're down by 50% of our enrollment. She's like, really? People would do that to you? And I'm like, yeah. And people picked up and just... She goes, I, I, her daughter hasn't trained for the entire quarantine, and she still keeps zipping her credit card. It's not like, you know, she's just a young woman with a, a young relationship. And, you know, so, but she's like, no, I would, I kept paying, and even though we weren't doing it, I wanted you to stay open, you know, that kind of thing. So sounding desperate a little, asking for help, saying, listen, we need to, will maybe give some people urgency. If we're always humble and pretending that we don't need it, but we like it, people tend to not band together, right? Like, if the dojo burned down, I guarantee you people would be there to build it, hammering nails and painting and offering their time. But if we just wanted to renovate, they wouldn't come probably because they don't really need – they're not feeling like a part of it. So having them feel like they're going to help you rebuild is going to be a good thing. So I think that that's something that we shouldn't stay away from. Say, listen, yeah, it's been devastating. 
we, you know, we're still hanging in there, but we could really use your help to help us get back so that we could still stay open and stay in operation. I talked to a supplier. He's a local guy in Long Island. He handles a lot of supplies, martial arts gear for almost all the schools. And yesterday I ordered more masks, so I want to give them out when the kids come to class, you know, for stuff. Um, and uh, he said, yeah, it's been devastating. He says, I know of like 25 to 30 schools that have closed in, in Suffolk County and Nassau County. And I'm like, you know, that's a lot. And, and he said some of them were big operations. Now, I wonder if some of these people just found this as an honorable way to say goodbye rather than having to say goodbye like it was, you know, say, look, I decided to retire. I decided to close. Now they're like, COVID shut me down. I'm so sorry. Everyone, you know, he's, they're still a hero, but if they shut down, they'd be like, I can't believe you're doing this to us. You're abandoning us. You know, so a lot of people, I think, used it as an exit strategy, right? So, But I think a lot of them, these schools, big schools, big overhead, you know, running on a thin line of profitability, they could no longer handle it. They couldn't stick with it. Right. Right. So, so, so uh, what is that? So, so try, like, okay, for me, to, uh, uh, help, help, like, be a TriStar ambassador. Yeah. I love that. You know, uh, help us to yeah. – yeah, I've, I've got to formulate this in, in such a way well, that – I I think it's like, you know, like the, the old Knights of Columbus's. I don't know if you had them by you there, like a hall with – or like yeah. the yeah. Vets Hall. <clears throat> you know, those people do recruitment things. They, they do a recruitment off, you know, like so – everyone in a certain time of year, they all go out. All the members try to recruit other members to become part of the family. So I think that recruiting thing is very important for us to do where we need to get people behind it. It's not a referral just because we want to have more business and boom and make more money so we could buy more things. It's like, listen, we got to get this back and we need your help. And that's my campaign is going to be very much like that. You know, I'm going to use – all of our referral gifts and referral networking and, you know, my referral of a lifetime package that I made. But I want the message to be like, we really need your help at this point. Post it on social media. Tell your friends. Bring people in as guests. They, they, they need things well, to do. Yeah, and maybe we give them, maybe, like, what I'm thinking is maybe I set up a special web page that is, you know, just for the ambassadors page. Uh, and there's a special, uh, you know, not only do they get one month free, but we'll, you know, we'll waive the $100 registration fee. Uh, they get a free uniform when they join. Uh, their their first month will be, you know, reduced by, you know, 25%. Uh, you know what I mean? Just maybe, does that make right. sense? Definitely. Like, make it worth their while, but at the same time, they have to like they have to become a part of it it's it's why many people reach into their pocket and donate money at the church when they send the, the trays around for offerings right or donations um because people believe that they're helping keep the church alive i mean i i have a book on my shelf it's pretty old but it's called churches something and and something and it's about how churches stay in business how they build their congregations and how they go go out of business every year. We don't. You'd never think go out of business. It's a church, right? But many churches open and close because they can't afford to to pay the bills. Even though a lot of it is tax free and this and that, but they still have overhead, lights and heat and, and seats and maintenance and paying the pastors and the priests. So 
so they they don't have enough to stay in business at times. But anyway, so yeah, we have to create that that real undenying tribal mentality within our school, and it kind of goes to this guy's question, you know, like old stuff doesn't work, this doesn't work, social media is really only goes so far. I, I think that no matter what, in our business, it's always been the most important thing is that word of mouth. It's always been that referral. It's always been people saying, hey, my school's running a special, you know, and they tell somebody. I think that a good majority, well, if you look back, probably 10 to 20% of the people are going to come with referrals. The other stuff is outside marketing. One of the one of the calls I got last night was a referral. Uh, the, uh, this uh, lady has a five year old. She said one of my clients has a four year old, and you've done great things with the, with this right. four year old, and and uh, we'd like to give it a try. I said great. I said yeah. You know because you were referred, I'm going to go ahead and give you a month free as opposed to the normal two weeks free, and you can come right. in and, and your kid can try it out for a month. She goes, oh really? I said yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. So so I think answering this gentleman or person's question, I don't know if it's a male or female, I forget who I what, what their name was. Um, you know, word of mouth is best, but finding new mouths to share what we're doing will prove to be more difficult. Now, here's the thing. The referrals are always difficult, and I've always taught this when I teach this to clients. And, um, you know, so people will refer you. If, for example, you and I are sitting at dinner, and I said, hey, Dwayne, I know you do karate. My son has been wanting to do karate. Who could you recommend? And then let's say you didn't own the school. You go, oh, I go to TriStar Martial Arts. They're the best, right? Because I invited that question. I, and now it's easy for you to tell me all the answers. But you might not sit down and go, hey, guys, let's talk about martial arts. I want to refer you to my karate school. Because then you feel like you're, you're imposing, you're being too forward. Maybe they don't want to do it, that kind of thing. So, of course, natural referrals come easy, but what we have to do is create that, that synergy where everyone is part of the tribe and they're recruiting, like the Knights of Columbus, like the churches that say, hey, come on down to Sunday Mass, it's beautiful. You know, like the, the pastor's amazing, it's uplifting, then we have an outdoor barbecue afterwards, just come for the barbecue, you know, like they bring them into the fold. And by the way, these special events that we do, whether it be on Zoom or whatever, are going to be ways to bring people in to see. Because, listen, people want to be part of something. And when they feel they're connected to your school, martial arts is the vessel, right? That's what we do. We teach martial arts. But they're going to go there because they're, they wouldn't go to your school if, if everyone was mean to them and they hated everyone around them and they felt like an outcast. They just wouldn't go. They have to feel comfortable. They have to feel connected. They have to feel, you know, like it's, it's a place for them. So we have to get back to creating that bond and family. And then referrals are going to pour in, but you have to have some sort of incentive and some sort of program to motivate them to come. Right? So that's for that gentleman with word of mouth, you definitely could dig in. If you have 100 students and they all refer three, or let's say 50% of them refer three people or two people, 50 students refer two, that's 100 leads. If you close 10 leads, 10 leads times 1,500 bucks a month, that's eighteen grand a year that you made by putting that effort in to your referral program. And by the way, Spark well, has that, right? You have the white label app where they can refer friends on your app, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yes, yes. So, and not so only a, via cool the thing. app, but but even at the bottom of of all the emails, there's a referral right. friend link. Absolutely. So that's the theme, I think. The theme for a big takeaway from today is 
is get your people behind you. Don't sound too desperate, but don't sound like you're okay. Because if you're okay, there's no need for people to help, right? It's right. almost like saying I can't pay my bills and you pull up in a Tesla um, and you're going to go like, why do you have a Tesla? Like, you know, I always watch The Profit with Marcus Limonis and the first thing he goes after is their car. He goes, you're broken, your business is going out of business and you have no money, but you're driving a BMW 535i. Like, sell the damn car and pay your employees, like, you know, that kind of thing. So we have to be right. really careful. People understand that we just need their help because we're trying to rebuild our, our, I'm holding my quote fingers up, uh, I got to bring it closer so you can see it. Uh, uh, our family, right? This, this, so that makes sense. And yeah, then, no, it makes way, perfect sense. By the way, for this gentleman who asked that question, um, social media is not dead if you have the right guy helping you with it or somebody helping you with it. Um, and you got to tweak your offers. Like you and I know, I started with a two-week free, didn't work. I started with a 1999 three classes with uniform, didn't really work. I got some response. I did. Did um, you know a sixty nine ninety nine for six weeks with a uniform and that worked okay. But then I did the free month campaign and some people may say I don't want to give away free months. I'm like why wouldn't you? It's free advertising. And then you have while those people are in their free month, ask them to bring a friend or a relative or a sibling for a free month and just keep on you know doing that in perpetuity. Um, I was booming like it was depressing that we got the shutdown because my schools were growing oh gosh, like they I never know. did. I mean, we, you and I were bringing in leads. We'd say, how many of you sign up this month? And we were like back to the day where it was so, we were excited. The growth was really exponentially growing. You could see the numbers going up. Um, it wasn't just a slow trickle and a slow trickle. It was like zipping up high on the graph chart. Um, and then COVID hit and we were kind of like devastated, you know. So we need to really get back to that. And by the way, Gus Lopez is a great marketer and uh, you could utilize him if that person's listening. Um, he could then, uh, you know, ask us and we'll help them. So any closing? We're, we're already at an hour, right? And, you know, we talked about a lot. Uh, no, I think we're good. I, I just want to, uh, you know, encourage everyone, like you had said, if you weren't on live and you weren't asking questions, that you can, uh, you know, put a question on this thread. Obviously, if you're listening to us, you know, via uh, the podcast and iTunes and, and Spotify or whatever it is, you know, feel free to go to schoolintertalk.com. And and this is, uh, if you go to schoolintertalk.com forward slash uh, 245, because this is our 245th call, so 245, hey. uh, in the comment section, you can, uh, you know, write any any questions you have in there, too, and we can answer them from there as well. So so technically, I had to divide this out so I knew the numbers, right, because I had a calculator. Um, so we've been technically doing this for 4.71 years, almost five years. You and I have been. We, it's been more than that. Because well, it is a little bit more because we don't necessarily do it every single week. Um, I mean, we hit right. pretty much every week, but there's times when I'm closed and I we just don't do it. Yeah. And, you know, but uh, it, it's probably wow. been uh, you know probably close to five years. So I, I have to say, and you know I like tooting horns and the thing and being appreciative, but I have to say it's been a pleasure working with you, Dwayne, in regards to this type of stuff. I, I just so – I mean, you keep me sane. You help me stay motivated. I hope I do the same for you. It's great oh, you to have a friend. I, I wish we lived in the same town. We'd be doing this over dinner with our families. And, you know, it's just been a really great thing, and, uh, and I appreciate it. And I'm hoping that all the people out there appreciate – the stuff that we share and uh listen there's an episode out there for every question you have pretty much so go back 
And I have people, like I think I told you one time I was speaking at a convention somewhere and there's a mom owner of a school with her young 10-year-old kid and the lady came up to me and said, oh, I love your calls. And I said, oh, thank you so much. And the minute my, I started speaking, the daughter looked up and said, that's the guy we listen to every day in the car, mom. And she's like, she's like, every time we drive back and forth to the school, my daughter's in the passenger seat. I'm listening to you and Dwayne. And um, she's like, the kid, like right away, I was in her brain. So um, people really utilize us while they're cleaning. They listen to our talks while they're painting and while they're, you know, driving to and from the school. So I'm totally honored to be here with you. Thank you for being my partner in crime in regards to this type of stuff. And, um, you know, we're still waiting for that one big sponsor to say, here we go, you guys, we're going to sponsor you because you've been doing such good stuff. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I was thinking about that is uh, I was talking with a, 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 one of our listeners, he's a friend of mine, and he uh, we, we were just kind of bouncing stuff back and forth. And he's he's uh, no longer in the martial arts industry. But uh, I, I told him, I said, you know, the problem was if we were making money off of this, it would seem like a job. And, and, and I don't know that we would, at least for me, I don't know that I would enjoy it as much. And I'm not saying that I don't right. want to make money. I'm just saying right. that. When you add that element into that, like right now, all we're doing is just sharing information. This is what's going on in our yeah. lives. This is what's happening in our schools. This is the new whatever. Yeah. Um, I, you know, look, and, and I don't want to stop somebody if they want to give us money to sponsor and, and right, advertise right. with us. That That's one thing. But I don't want to actively have to go out and, and try to do that. You know, in the, the beginning, in the beginning, I I wouldn't have turned it down. And I'm not saying I would now right. either. But uh, as we as time went on, you and I were just like, man, we're just bouncing ideas off. The martial arts has been so yeah. good to us. The industry's yeah. been so good to us. Uh, we just wanted to give back, and I hope that this yeah. is, you know, that this is happening for people. So, absolutely awesome, and I know it is because a lot of these people are there and they love it and so on. So, um, awesome. You know what I would we'll like to, to do you. though is I'd like to find a, a find a time that works. I know you can't do this. That works for everybody. So that more and more people could be on live with us, because right. then I think the uh, not that the information isn't good, but we wouldn't have to wait a week or two to answer some questions because they would be right. live. And you know, um, I know that we've, I, we've I have an idea. played around with different times. Well, I, yeah, I have an idea. Why don't we do a live Zoom chat with whatever? Maybe we cap it off at twenty, and we have dinner together. And we all just chat martial art ideas. Everyone shares their best idea. And um, we work out somewhere where somebody could, like HelloFresh, could send them a meal. And then we all cook it while we're, while we're it's in the oven. We're chatting. And then we eat together. And families are invited. You know, or staff members go. are invited. Let's talk about that. Maybe we could take money and raise money for some schools that are struggling. I know one of my friends owns a school, Muslim school. I think you saw I, I, I invited yeah. some people. <laughs> and uh, he's on the verge of closing. And uh, it's primarily a Muslim school um, with the value systems, and they teach Muslim archery. And he raised about three grand, I think. And I, some of my students were amazing. I was like 20-some-odd students donated to his charity. I'm like, wow, guys, thank you so much to do that for my friend. You know, so I thought that was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Let's come up with that yeah, dinner yeah. night. Let's let's come up with a dinner night. That sounds good. And do me a favor, um if you still have that link or whatever, um I don't 
I, I, I didn't see it, but if you would uh, send me, like even just private message me that link. Okay. All right, you got it, bud. Thank you very much. All right, we'll talk soon, everybody. You're awesome. So thank you. I appreciate everybody. So we'll talk to you next week.